All right. Revelation chapter 19. And we're going to read verses 11 through 16 to wind up what's going to happen. I believe you've come to places to recognize that the Lord is going to be the king. That's all I wanted to show out of all this we've done this morning, just to show you that he will become the king. And then we'll, we'll go read this. We read it a while ago in the 19th chapter, verse number 1. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. We know that's the Lord, don't we? And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And we know that's him too because he always deals with righteousness. The church don't, but he does. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. That's the Lord. In the beginning is the Word, the Word is with God, and the Word was God. The same is in the beginning with God. Uh, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Now pay attention to this just a little bit. In verse number 14, I've got it wrote out beside, and some folks don't don't like me making this statement, but I got wrote out our cheerleaders. Amen. We're coming back behind him on white horses, and I'm going to be appraising him Amen. and cheerleading him on. And remember, this, we're going to see a, 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 something going on later. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He's coming back with anger and with wrath. This little loving God that everybody think is so nice and and loves God loves everybody. He wouldn't send nobody to hell. He's gonna put them down right here. Amen. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I read a thing a while ago in chapter five, and it said, And they will wail because of him. Do you remember me reading that? Who's gonna wail? These that are on the throne. These that are ruling and reigning, these that are going through the tribulation, they're not wailing because of the Antichrist. They're not wailing because of the tribulation. They're wailing because he is coming back. Amen. Amen. You remember Sunday when we talked about how every eye is going to see him? Yeah. All right. That's where it's at. Now, if you'll read that, you go to verse 17. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and see, uh, come and gather yourselves together under the supper of the great God. Now I want to make a point here. I said something about the Battle of Armageddon last uh, week or two to somebody. I don't know who it was. Where is that? Don't know where church people and the people in the world. Who? But somebody I said to that we're going to have. Uh, the, that he's going to have the battle of Armageddon. And he said, oh, that's, uh, I was a man. He said, uh, that's where the blood's going to run up to the horse's bridle. I said, uh, no. So you can get all this mixed up. There's another battle. Mm-hmm. There's a battle called the Battle of Gog and Magog. I don't know the particulars. I don't know when it's going to happen, but chapter 39, I don't have time to go to that right now. We may in a little bit, but I don't want to have time now. But in chapter 39 of Ezekiel, you're going to find that they're going to have a battle. And it's the countries out of the north coming to Israel. They're coming down, they call it the Battle of Gog and Magog. And that's where they're going to kill uh, each other. And Israel's going to come out on the, on the winning end of that thing. And blood's going to flow. And they're going to have to bury the dead for seven months. There's no burying of dead right here in this scripture I'm read, reading to you. So God's going to put them down. But this is still not the last battle. There's another battle when the devil is released from his prison and then he goes about seeking whom he may devour. You say, why? Because there's some going to be born to those Jewish people in the, in the millennium. And there are going to be some, well, that will be kids that have grown up to the age of accountability that have in a thousand year period of time, be a lot of them. There's going to be some, they've never heard the gospel like you and I have heard. And so those 
going to, the devil's going to be well they, they'll hear it then but I'm saying they've never had the choice to make between the devil and God and God will give them that choice and if they refuse him then the Lord Lord's going to come back in that battle and he's the one that's going to fight that battle and he's going to win that battle and those in that battle that just does not want to receive him he casts them into hell or that's it or he destroys them the Bible said fire comes down out of heaven I think and destroys them so that's that's a little bit out there that's not this lesson I'm just throwing a little extra in okay now I want us to go back to Revelation chapter number 1 going back to Revelation chapter 1 we're going to look at something here and we're going to deal with this little phrase kings and priests who think uh, somebody want to say who you think those kings and priests are I think they're preachers that God had on earth. All right, that's one thought. Well, I'm thinking they're saved people that, uh, I don't know, I mean, I think they're preachers as well, but I also think that just, there could be some general saved pre- uh, people. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Anybody else have an idea? What verse is that? I'm just saying, the, oh, it's in verse chapter, chapter 1 verse and... Five. Verse 5, where it says, no, verse 6, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. Well, that's her her philosophy. Yours and yours. Now again, anybody else want to guess before we find out? <laughs> anybody? Okay. Now, actually, I just read the answer. In verse 6, and hath made us. Who's the us? Born again saints of God. Kings and priests unto God. So it is the saints of God. Now what are we going to be kings and priests over? We're going to look at this. And that's what this portion of the lesson is going to be. And I trust today that God will help you. Have you ever heard that explained? Preachers don't take time for that. Amen. They're on the golf court too much. I mean, excuse me. But that's why that happens. You know, a lot of things like that. All right, let's look at this. And hath made us, and hath made us kings and priests. But he's got something else added to that. We're not only made kings and priests, he tells us to who? Service God and Father. We're unto God and his Father. Yes. You see, we've been made. So we're kings and priests. Are we kings and priests now? Technically, in the mind of God, we are. But we are not ruling and we're not reigning. Why would we be reigning and ruling if Jesus ain't even ruling and reigning? You can just common sense will teach you. But let's look at that. And let's just see it. Now, Revelation, I said earlier, is a book of Jesus Christ. It does contain the tribulation, the Antichrist, the church, the Gentiles, the thousand years, the judgment seat, the white throne, Satan, heaven, hell. But Jesus Christ is a central theme of the entire book. Because the first verse of the first chapter says it. And it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that settles it because that's the Bible. And uh, so we look at it. So we find that Jesus Christ is mentioned in verse 1, verse 2, verse 5, and verse 9. That's just in the first chapter, and that's all I was dealing with. Now I want to look at verse 5 for something and, and, and look at this as, a he- as an outline to get you on the track of where we're headed. There's three things that Jesus is in verse 5. Three things. One, look at your Bible. It's, he's the faithful witness. Ain't you glad we got a faithful witness? None of us. We are witnesses, but we're not faithful all the time. Jesus Christ, number two, is the first begotten of the dead. The first begotten. Amen. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. He's the only one that's ever been able to raise on his own power himself. 
Everybody else has had to have him to raise him. Number three, he's the prince of the kings of the earth. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. There's three things that he is to you and me as a child of God. Now, verse number five and verse number six, and I touched this a little bit while ago, he's, he's done three things for us. Number one, he has loved us. Nobody's ever loved us like God's loved us through the Lord Jesus. Number two, he has washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's enough to shout off of. Amen. Know that our redemption is not from this earth. It's from above. And the third thing is, he hath, that's present tense. And it's not only present, but it's a future tense too. You remember I told you, when you find a word in the Bible that ends with a T-H, that means he not only does, but he can, keeps on doing. Amen. He's saved. He, he, has, uh, he redeemeth us. That means he's redeemed us, and he keeps redeeming us. Amen. If we believeth, if we believe him, uh, amen, we're saved, and we keep on believing him. See, I'm still believing him. Somebody said, I got saved back yonder and I don't have to go back. No, I don't either. But I still believe him. Amen. You ever quit believing him? You're gone. Yeah. You didn't get it started with. But God don't let that. He, we're kept to the day of redemption. I didn't, every time I get up or uh, stand up, I, I think of three things. I take the pulpit with me. Number one, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's the comfort, brother. Tony, when you stand there and Amen. you don't know whether they're going to hear you or not. But number two, when you're uh, there, you remember that uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen. And number three, uh, the devil and all his little cohorts, they'll come against the church, but they will not prevail. Right. Amen to that. Now, you can do anything you can for God today, claiming them three things, and brother, that ought to give you some strength. And when everybody's eyes are rolling and things are making you look like they don't care, I'll tell you right now, you can claim them things, them promises that God said. Amen. Amen. So we see what he done, those three things. In verse number seven, there's four things that will take place. Number one, he cometh with clouds. Number two, every eye shall see him. Number three, in verse number 7, those also which pierced him will see him. There's a very great message in that little lesson right there. And number 4, all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. There'll be a lots of tears shed when Jesus comes back from both sides. Yes, the ones riding behind him on the white horses will be tears of joy. And the ones that he's coming to face with us behind him will have tears of sorrow. Not because they didn't give their heart to him, but because he's fixing to take them down. He's not going to come pat them on the back and uh, he's going to kill them. You said, that ain't my God. The God don't do it. It is your God because he's going to feed them to the birds. Amen. <clears throat> I mean, you think about that. You think about all the junk that's going on with America right now and the, all the government and the stuff that's going on and the, the abortions and the liquor crowd and all the rioting and all the junk that you're seeing. Let me tell you something. One day, God will get the last word. That crowd won't be in rulership anymore. They're ruling now, but they won't rule then. Amen. That's enough shout. That's enough to make yeah, you shout. Lord. Praise God. That helps me to carry on today in the mess that we're in. Amen. Now, Christians are uncomfortable with this term. We are kings and priests. But notice what it said. And hath made us, who are us, king, uh, saints, kings and priests unto God, and his father. So we, basically, if you'll look at it, it's the church. Yeah, that's it. The bride. We are the we are the kings and priests. And people don't like to be called kings and priests. 
Amen. You remember I've made old pop-off jokes every once in a while. I hope God gives me Hollywood because everybody <laughs> laughs at me so much around here and cusses me and everything else around here. I hope God gives me Hollywood to rule and reign in. Well, that sounds good, but I don't want to be boastful and all that. I'll tell you what, I'll just be glad to get there. But Amen. what I'm trying to say is there may be more truth to that new thing. That's right. I'm going to share with this when I get through. Lord, uh, yeah, I got time. We'll see the, uh, some things today. It'll, it'll, it'll touch you. Everybody is not going to be happy at the judgment seat of Christ. Right. There's going to be some defeat at the judgment seat of Christ. I do not believe the tears will be wiped away until we get to the end. That's why God put it in the last couple of chapters of your Bible. He's going to clean up everything, clear up everything. And He's going to present the church, a spotless church, in glory for time and eternity. But we got some trouble. Don't, don't go around shallantly thinking today, hey, I got to be, I'm saved by the grace of God. God. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a fearful time yes, at the judgment seat of Christ. Yes, I fear. I tremble. Yes, sir. Somebody said, just, just let me, I, I'll face him. Hey, you ain't never faced nobody like God. Right. Amen. All right. There'll be a time, I believe, one of these days, that we're going to see a lot of things different. Many don't even know anything about uh, kings and priests. So they just kind of skip over it in your Bible. You'll have to admit today, many of you have skipped over all that. We just say, if God said it, He knows what He's doing. But if you don't get the meaning of it, you are going to be standing in the dark. God expects His Bible to be preached Amen. from Genesis 1 to the last chapter, last verse of, Je of Revelation. God didn't give me a right to leave any of it out. Even if I don't understand it, it's my job to try to find out about it. But it's my job to make sure I try to teach it right when I get there. Amen. Everything I'm pre teaching, preaching, teaching this morning right here, I can find you preachers out down the country that has already got different ideas of what kings and priests is. I, I listened to a fellow, I guess a month ago, and he said, we're kings and priests, and God's made us kings and priests in the church. I said, okay. Preach on. I want to hear some more. And he got on over there, and he got to saying something. I said, that ain't what he says. That ain't what he says. He said, we ain't, he, he ain't nowhere in the Bible said that we are ruling and reigning right now. I have no scripture saying that we are kings and priests and are ruling and reigning. He said we're kings and priests, and in the mind of God, we are. He's already picked us as kings and priests. I said to myself, why would God go ahead and pick us kings and priests if He don't even know uh, what we are and what we're doing? But see, God knows that too. I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing pulled over God's eyes. He knows the intent of my heart. He knows where I'm genuine or real. He knows where I'm going to wind up right or not. All right. Scares you, don't it? Yes, sir. Not really. Well, if you, I'm loving it. You know, yeah, if you know where you, I'm talking about, if you, if you didn't know where all this is going on, mm -hmm. you don't know the answer. All right. Now, the office of kings and priests are two separate offices in the Bible. Right? We have to study something about got to find out where we are. But both of these offices, both of these offices requires an anointing. Yep. A king has to be anointed for office. So does a priest have to be off, uh, anointed for his office. It's different anointings. It's different positions. But we're the only ones that have been anointed with the Spirit of God. Right. Saints of God, right? Right. He didn't anoint the Jews. Amen. 
he's going to have the Jews gathering back into the homeland homeland over there. And I was on that a few days ago, but we're not going to be on that today. I don't have time. I'm not going to get stretched out. But we find that they had to have it, and the, the offices uh, were both anointed, and uh, the king and the priest had to be anointed and appointed. The kings were anointed, and, and many of the priests were appointed, but many of them were anointed. Matter of fact, I talk about the, the oil that run down the beard of Aaron. They had to anoint them. And so that means they, they had to ride on it. Now, these offices were a higher responsibility or a higher position with God in the Old Testament. Kings and priests. Even the ones of the world were higher to the devil and his crowd. And so there's a different, it's a, there's a different level of respect to the priest and the king in the Old Testament. So you've got to stop and think about we... God looks at the church as a different entity. We are his bride. He's the bridegroom. And brother, I'll tell you, that's why God stands with the church. That's, that's why things can't happen. God had to stop, pull his church out of there to be, he's the bridegroom to have the church. And the church has got its position and its job. Now in this modern day, I hear this crowd come along and say, well, we are... Israel now. They talk about the, the what is it, uh, replacement theory. Yeah. And the replacement theory is we, the church, is God's people. It's Israel. And that's when they're trying to say that we have replaced Israel. We have not replaced it. We can't replace Israel. God is going to deal with Israel again. God is going to take Israel. He's going to be the king over them. And we're going to be the kings and priests with him, Christ. And the Jews are going to have their kingdom. They're going to have their king. And we're going to have our king too as well, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we're going to be kings and priests with him. Does that make sense? Any questions right there? Is that plain? I mean, I don't see how we can get it mixed up. Can you, brother? No, sir. And I, I get to think, I think about the church and everybody, everybody think about the church going to go through part of the tribulation, going to go through none of the tribulation or go through all the tribulation. Why in the world? People want, just find where God puts you. Amen. Quit worrying about that stuff. Amen. I ain't worrying about going through a tribulation. Are you? No. I ain't read it. God said we're going to be taken out of the tribulation. And you can get all that. I'm just waiting. You know what I'm waiting on? I'm waiting on the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Waiting on the sound and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. Amen. My ears are going to prick up like a little dog. Amen. Somebody whistling for him around the corner. And I'm going. Praise God. Amen. So I'm seeing that. I don't have to worry about it. Now, now he says and talks about this. Well, those are washed from their sins. If you read that, you'll find them same ones are washed from their sins in his own blood. Believers are the only ones I know of that are born again. Now, this uh, born again group, uh, they're in the church and they're saved. They're not always uh, Gentiles. There are some Jews that are in the church. And and we're not taking their places. I said, well, go. Now, many have not heard this little subject taught and it, at least if they have, it's been very little. Many preachers are not even familiar with this Bible subject and teaching. And they won't uh, hear it. Uh, many people, you go to the average church and you're not going to hear this. I'm not trying to, I'm just telling you, God showed me this stuff. There used to be a time I wouldn't say it because you say, well, you're bragging. No, I'm not bragging. It scares me. That God's allowed me to even be able to see it. It does. I say scare me. I, I guess it humbles me, what I ought to say. It's, it does bring humility to me. To allow and to, to know that I'm just an old country boy, saved by the grace of God, been scared of a shatter all my life. 
And now God's giving you something. I, I enjoy opening my Bible. I feel like i got something to say, Tony, yep. for one time in my life. And I know it's right. Amen. Because it, it ticks. It not only sounds good, but it feels good down amen. in here. And Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to study on a subject right now. I'm going to tell you what it is. Study right now. That I have preached against. And God's struggling with me. I guess I should say I'm struggling with Him. Uh, to get it all out. And I'm now I've got to dig out some more stuff, brother. And I'm afraid I'm going to have to say to people, I want to show you something God showed me that I didn't know for years. And I preached what somebody else said. I don't want to preach what other preachers preach. Hmm. Unless I know they're preaching the truth. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump on their bandwagon and stay with them if I know they're right. And I expect them to do me that way. Alright. How many of you know uh, that you're a king or a priest? Do you really know that? You do now, don't you? Yes. Huh? First Peter 2.9. We're going to get there. <laughs> you, yeah, well, I got some more too. <laughs> All right. Now let's look at this. Now he is a king in waiting. And when he gets to be the king, we still won't be the king and priest until a particular time. We'll see that. Well, we, we are, like he said right there. There's a scripture. And I'm going to give you that in a little bit. We are, we are the royal priesthood. We are. Now, well, we're in waiting too. We are. Just well, like, we're waiting. Like we are, in technicality, I said, well, go in the mind of God and in the ceaseless ages, we all have already been made kings and priests when we got saved. But we are not a ruling king and priest and won't be until the proper time when he becomes the king. Now, we got all that straight, right? Uh, but we will be ruling and reigning and. It's going to be exciting when we get to see a little bit more detail of that. Why are we going to be ruling and reigning? And how do you know us we're going to rule and reign? i got a verse. All right. Well, I won't give it away right now. Praise God. I've learned out something preaching all this stuff. You kind of build it up. You don't, you don't dump in the... All right. You know. Because nobody wants to listen to the rest of the stuff. They don't want, they don't want to hear the preliminary. But Now, there are earthly kings. We know that, don't we? And they are saved believers today who have been made kings and priests. Let's go to the book of Luke. I want to look back to one of the year. In the book of Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter number 4. And uh, there's two verses in chapter 4 I want to look at. And I want to show you this. This is a, a point I want to point out. You need to see this. It says in Luke 4, verse 5, And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Who done this now? The devil. The devil showed Christ all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time. And the devil said unto him. Now he's playing on Jesus like he played on Eve. But he played with the wrong one. <laughs> and this power. And this power he says. Will I give thee. Did he have that power? Yes. He did. He said. And the glory of them. I don't only got the power. But I got the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Did you notice that Jesus did not argue with Satan? No. He did not say, you don't have the power, because Jesus knew he had the power. Amen. And at that time when he walked on the earth, Satan was in possession of all the kingdoms of the world. It was in the power of the devil to give these kingdoms and the power of these kingdoms to whomsoever he would, according to the word there. Now, ever, when I read that, oh, it's been many times, been many uh, days ago, when I read that, I thought about that song. He's got the 
whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole wide world. And we've always sung that about Christ. But that actually is a song of Satan. Because he's got the power of all the earth. He's still got it. You have not found where he's don't have it. So let's look at 2 Corinthians. These are familiar scriptures. The bad thing is sometimes we get the familiar scriptures, but we don't pay much attention to them because we've seen them so much. And we just take it for granted. There's scriptures that we can quote, but we don't know the answer to them because we haven't stopped. And I'm not being uh, out of line. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 3. 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 4, 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them. Who's that? Satan. Which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Bible tells us that the devil is the God of this world. That goes back to what I was talking about in the last little section of the lesson, right? But he don't have control. Because Satan does. He's in charge. He's in charge. And he'll be that way until he's uh, been t- will be taken out of control. Amen. Now, he had control while Jesus walked on this earth. He's got control while Jesus is seating at the right hand of the Father on this world I'm talking about. And that won't change until one of these days the Lord will take care of it. And uh, he's going he's gonna to take care of it. You can rest assured. You can count on that. It's coming. And we, we look in it. In Daniel chapter 2. Amen. Daniel chapter 2. You have a Gentile world empire. Actually, this is where the Gentile world control took started. Mm-hmm. In, this is when they went to Babylon. Right. And here they are. Daniel chapter 2, you have Gentile world powers in a great degree. And it started up here and continued on to today. Daniel shows us the image and the kingdoms on the earth in chapter number 2, verses 44. Read it. Right there from verse number 44, or down to verse 44. It actually starts in uh, verse 37. He's telling this dream. And he's telling about all these world empires. All these world empires. The Babylonian Empire, the Meso-Persian Empire, uh, the Grecian Empire, uh, the Roman Empire. But in verse number 44, here's where he tells it's going to end. Like I read this in our last lesson. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Shall, that's another place we found it, right? Amen. And the kingdom shall never or shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. If I'm reading this correct, this kingdom right here is going to destroy all the kingdoms and there won't be no other kingdoms. And verse number 45 tells you, For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain, which is Jesus Christ, without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, which is all the kingdoms, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter and the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. Until that king, that man cut cut out of the mountains without hands is going to rule. That's Christ. He's coming back. So you see that. Then and only then will Jesus Christ take the government. And that you'll find in Isaiah chapter 9. I read this uh, several times in my life. And 
it's been a blessing. I still like to read this. Usually it's just a Christmas time thing, but it's a year-round thing for me. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, has he ever had the government on his shoulders? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Oh, he ain't never on this earth. Shall be upon his shoulder, or be upon uh, yeah, his shoulder, and the name shall be called one, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Not only the Prince of Kings, but he'll be the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen. Of the increase of his government and of peace, and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it uh, with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. This is all future. The kings and the powers that are reigning now will de- be displaced with those who have been made kings. Amen. In our text here, I'll guarantee you, with the kings and the priests. We'll be there with it. We'll be uh, we'll be taken over, and won't until they're off the throne. All right. Revelation one seven goes back there. He said, "Behold, he cometh with clouds, mm-hmm. and ever eye shall see him." Preached on that Sunday. I ain't got over that. I've enjoyed that Sunday morning message. When the new heaven and new earth comes, God shuts the sun down. How are they going to be able to see? How is everybody going to be able to see him? Why when he Lord? shuts the sun down, when he shuts the moon down, and what's so that? He'll be the light. Well, yeah, because he's shining brighter than a noonday sun right. on the day of uh, when he was walking down the road with, uh, when Paul was walking down the road on Damascus Road. Blinded. Yeah, he went blinded. And so that when you get that much light, that's why we'll have to have a new body. Amen. To deal with it. Huh? To deal with it. Yeah, to handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I've been shouting off that all week. <laughs> God, I'm going to preach it again. All right. But then uh, look at it. Then then we see that Jesus comes. He got power on the earth. And the crowd down here is going to have a cry of distress and despair, a cry of unhappiness and displeasure. And, uh, Amen. They're not going to be true to the ob- objects of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't know anything about His love or His redemption. Amen. Now they're containing two groups here at that time. And you're going to have, you know, those two groups. One's is washed in the blood and the others that are rebellious and fighting against Christ. Then you're going to have the other group, uh, not in that group, but you're going to have those Jews that God's going to bring in from all over the world and hide them. And they'll see that too. Amen. We talked about that in our last lesson, our last study. And uh, that's the evangelists? A huh? 144,000? No, no. Oh, okay. We're talking about the, the Jewish people yeah. uh, that have been saved and have accepted Christ with those 144,000 to won them. You know, they're go- God's going to have to hide them because they're going to be persecution on yeah, the Jews. Right. And God talks about We talked about that last week, or last uh, month. And uh, so they're going to be on the earth seeing this too. And that's the ones that's going to get him. That's going to be the ones that's in the rain. The saints of God will be there, but we're not going to be uh, root, we're, not, we're going to be rooted, but we're not going to be. How do I want to get this? There's three groups. You got Jews who are going to be the kingdom. Got it? And then you've got the saints who are going to be the kings and priests. And then you've got the rejectors. And those are going to be dealt with at one time there. God's bringing us back on white horses. But the Jews that He's going out in the world and brought in there. He's going to protect them. Or they'll kill them. Yeah. You know, the Bible said, except the days be shortened, mm-hmm. the elect. Well, got my mind going back in a different direction. I'm having to think a little bit now. 
So don't, I told you a while ago, don't confuse the Battle of Armageddon right there. Uh, that's not it. We've got those battles. We talked about those a while ago. So we see that. And we see it now. I want us to go to Revelation chapter 5. Chapter 5 and verse 10. All right, chapter five, verse ten. And verse ten, it says, "And this is a this is a scene in heaven." Chapter four and five is seen as a scene in heaven. Chapter four is where the saints of God are called up. But in chapter five, in verse number ten, he's talking about the saints of God and has made us unto us, or us unto our God, kings and priests. I want to show you. He's telling you again. And we shall reign. Now here he gives you something you didn't hear before. On the earth. It didn't say that in chapter 1, 5, did it? 1, 6. So the more scripture you put in it, the more you get to understand it. So now we know we're not going to reign down here. Why would God want saints to rule over saints? That'd give all of us a big head. If we was ruling over saints down here, we're not going to rule over saints. We're going to rule over the kingdom. You said, how, how do you know? How do you know we're going to rule? Well, hang on. So we see that. We look at it. And we'll see it. And we're going to reign on the earth. Now here's some things that are common about this. Number one, Jesus died for all these kings and priests. Shed his own blood. What you have in common and I have in common is the blood of Jesus Christ if we're saved. Now if we're under pretension and think that we are and say that we are and act that we are, God will deal with that. And all I can do is preach to you and try to keep reminding you. Usually when... I remind people that says says they're saved and they're not. They usually argue with me. Yeah. Brother Tony, I found out down through the years you keep preaching salvation to those who uh, you you treat. And I do this. I don't know what you do, but I, when I step in the pulpit, I try to teach myself every single person in this building could be going to hell. Exactly right. It helps me to preach. Yeah. If I can just get the congregation in my mind's heart hanging down over the brink of hell with no hope, it'll help me preach to every single one in there. Amen. I don't want to take advantage and think that they're all saved. Everybody that says they're saved are not saved. Some of the ones I thought might be saved are not saved. Or could not be saved, and people that I think are saved couldn't be, and vice versa. I think I said that twice. But uh, then you understand, people that I think are going to heaven may be as lost as they can be. So, but everything about these kings and priests out of this Bible is talking about today. We have one thing in common. I've got more than one. Uh, that's the blood of Christ has Amen. been applied. Number two. We have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior and we have been redeemed. Or we are not a king and a priest. Amen. You said, eh, sometimes I don't think oh so and so. Hey, it ain't for you to think who's saved and not saved. It's not to think that everybody is either. All right. The third thing is every one of us who have been redeemed was made a king and a priest to God and the Father at the same time we are saved. Nothing can change that. Nothing has changed that. And in the last one is in the future, we will be a king on the earth. 
and a priest. We ain't got the particulars yet, but we know we will. Because he's done told. All of these things, have been, we done said it this morning three or four times. Are we together? Yep. All right. Now, that means that salvation does not change our status on this life until we get to the other side and God changes something there. In other words, we're not going to be changed down here, but we get to the other side and then God actually brings us back. And when He brings us back, we get that change. He changes uh, that position. And actually makes us kings when we come back, huh? All right. I don't think I like a whole lot more. I might just put it in two. All right. And just notice all that I just told you. Now those who have been redeemed unto God by the blood of Jesus Christ and have been taken to heaven, uh, we'll see this in chapter 5 and 9 and 10 that we read, chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. These are in heaven right here, where I read this, where he said this while ago, that we're going to reign on the earth. This actually is where we are when the rapture's done took place. We're in the presence of God. Got it? Just got to watch where we are from time to time. And then we find in chapters uh, 6 and 1, that's when the white horse rides out. That's the start of the tribulation hour. That we are still not kings and priests. Yeah. On re- reigning. On, we are, but we ain't reigning in actuality yet. And then we got those 20, 21 judgments. I think 21. I think I'd have said 20 a while ago, didn't I? 21 judgments are going to take place. It's going to happen. Now, I want you to go to Revelation chapter 20. Brother Allen says he still ain't got that verse. No. I'll get there. In Revelation chapter 20, verse number 1, it said, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And the Bible said, And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan... Uh, and bound him a thousand years. Here's where the release of the world power is taken, actually taking place. In other words, the devil ain't going to have no more to control after right here, except for a little space of time when he's brought out of the bottom of his pit to go out and try to lure those away that got saved during the year. The, be at the thousand end of the thousand years, right? At the end of the thousand uh-huh. years. But see, he's, this is before right here. Right. This is before the thousand years. The devil ain't going to have no dominion on anybody on the face of the earth. And man won't either, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. <laughs> so what happens is the devil... He's going to be bound. And no devil on this earth, he'd be a better place to live. Yeah. It wouldn't be a perfect place to live. Somebody said, if the devil wasn't here, uh, it'd be a perfect place to live. No, no. We still got two agents. We got the world and we got the flesh. But the world and the flesh wouldn't be as dangerous and harmful as the devil using both of them tools. So... Because if that was the case, all God would have to do is throw the devil out of here. Yeah. He wouldn't have had to die on the cross of Calvary. He could right. just throw the devil out. But you've got to have salvation. You've got to have salvation to change the inner man. Amen. There's a part down in here is untamed to the world. Mm-hmm. Now, to those Jews who are looking for him to be the king, they're trusting him. But they're not going to be perfect. That's why you got to have priests and kings. <laughs> right? Right. Somebody's going to say, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. There's a lot of questions right. in this, but let's look at some more. And he says in verse 4, And I saw thrones. And I saw thrones. 
and they sat upon them. Can can anybody tell me who them thrones are for, and who's sitting on them? Kings. Have you heard of the kings and priests? Now we already found that God's got the throne. He's took the throne. He's he's in charge now. He's in charge. Who's he going to need with him? We're his bride. What better than his bride to be his kings and priests? Everybody's thinking about male and female stuff here. Forget it. It ain't there. It will be on the rain on the earth. But the church... Or kings and priests, they're born again. They've got a new piety. Right, Tony? Yes, sir. They got a new body. Don't need the form of body. It's the those Jews in that and those that's in that kingdom with Christ that's gonna have children. I told you a king and a priest is a higher position. Now, we're the bride. We're already married to the bridegroom. And you can study all you want to. There's no such thing as having children in glory. There's no such thing as that. But with them Jews, it will be. Because they're an earthly people with an earthly promise. We are a heavenly people with a heavenly promise. Now, if you can give me some scriptures to back on something that disreputes what I say, we'll we'll just look at it. I have nothing to hide or nothing to accomplish. What I'm teaching this morning is not not going to honor me fame. It's not going to make me more liked puts me on the bottom side of the line let's go he said and I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was what given unto them and I saw the souls uh, of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead, this is tribulation, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with Him a thousand years. Does that make it plainer? Clearer? But that's not us because we've already been taken up. Right? No, we're right here. He's got, we're already... Yeah, well, we're back in... We're, we're, we're on the earth now. Yeah. See, so we come back over here. We come back in 19th chapter on the white horses. Okay. Yeah. See it? Look at 19, 11 through 16. He's the king of kings. We're behind him. He's brought us back. Then then he's had that battle of Armageddon here. Mm-hmm. And now what he's doing, he, he he's after that, he's reached over after he's done, got rid of all the enemies. Then he reaches over and grabs Satan and puts him in the bottomless pit, mm-hmm. binds him up. And down in verse 20, he takes the beast and the false prophet. Puts them in, in the, where's he put? He puts them in a different place. Let me see where it's at. I can't, but in the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. He puts them in the lake of fire. And there they are. And now he sets up the thrones. Those thrones are right there on the earth because that's where the rain's going to be. All the enemies are gone. The devil's gone. And all that's left there, he's done got the Jews. He's brought them there. And in the midst of them, there's the throne comes up. Thrones, thrones. And then he's going to put their, the priests and we're going to rule and reign on that and they're going to be in charge. See it? Yeah. 
It's, it's so exciting to see it. Let me see if I can find these scriptures. I've got two, three more, and then we're going to go. As a matter of fact, I've got about 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Now, I'm sure you can find some more scriptures. I just run out of time. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. I'm going to read down, down through there. I'm going to read several verses here. The Bible said, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and what? Precious. Ye also as lively, lively stones are built up a spiritual house. That's us. This is the church. Used to, when I first started preaching, the preacher said, what, what I'm fixing to read up here, chosen generation, they said, that's the Jews. You can't preach that to the church. I said, it's in the church. Amen. He's talking about the church. He's not talking about the Jews. He said, ye, are, ye also as living, li- or lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood. See that? Holy priesthood. Yeah. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Can you see today that the church is the royal priesthood of God? Got to get that. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in sign a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe ye, or he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made of the head of the corner. Talking about Christ. And a, a, a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. And he is. People stumble over him. Yeah. Yeah. Go to hell. Even so them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Verse number 9, glory to God, listen. But ye are a chosen generation. Who is he talking to? He's not talking to the the, uh, Jews, he's talking to the church. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. That's the, Jew, that's the church. Amen. We've been called out of the darkness into the light. That makes sense? Yes. All right. So we'll let it go on that. Told you it's going to get that verse. <laughs> a royal priest. A royal priesthood. If you were a ro- Jewish, huh? if, you, if you were brought up in the synagogue, you learned the lesson that Samuel taught Saul. The king and the priest are to never touch. Nope. Never. Oh, you're right. And the only time that they ever heard that appropriately would have been Genesis 14, Melchizedek. Yeah, 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 that's right. That you have a king, Salem, who's also And they all a had a problem also when David went in uh, into the temple. He's a showbread. Yeah. Except for, so the only three times in the, all of the scripture that yeah. you have... Royalty, leadership, kingship, right. the priest is Melchizedek, the church. That's right. And his body. Is yep. We're his body. That's, the, the, That's the, it. We're in the dispensation of that Gentile, yeah. the time yeah. of the Gentiles, until yeah. they be fulfilled. We're the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. Because if you're a good Jewish person, yeah. you hear royal priesthood, you, it ought to strip your transmission out. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. Let me see if I can you. can't say that. Let me see if I can't give you another scripture that, that comes to mind. And this is why it's important. Um, it's in the book of Luke, I think. And all. Let me see if I can find this. Just because we're going to quit just behind it. I want you to see this. And I may have to come back to it later. Remember, it's about the nobleman. went out, you know, the nobleman went out and he is going to return. 
Amen. He is going to prepare a place or something. Yeah, here it is. It's in Luke 19. I'm going to give you this in Luke 19. Verse 11. This goes right along what he is saying and what, uh, what I said. But here's, here's the whole thing. There's a little, few questions I have and I hadn't got all of it together. But I ain't worrying about it. Because he's all, he already had it straightened out before I got to question it. And that is, is everybody going to rule and reign as a king and a priest in the same power? Because I'm going to tell you something. Every king and priest that I know in the church, some just drag their feet and don't do nothing. And some are working. Is the is is chair, right, that sits and all it says is holy, holy, holy? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it, all you know, yeah, but, that might be... Yeah, but I'm talking about some with authority and other more authority. That's what I'm looking at. Levels. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like me. Yeah, but let let me show you something out of the Bible. It's not going to be the same. The Bible said in verse 11 of uh, 19th chapter Luke, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. They were wrong. They thought it was going to. It didn't. They, they were looking for a throne, but it didn't happen. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to, de- to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. That type of the Lord Jesus there. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message uh, after him saying we will not have this man to reign over us and uh, this this is still not the one I'm wanting yeah 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 the pound I was thinking about that and it came to pass that when he was returned having received the kingdom then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Here's it. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And so what he done, he's one, I think he gave him what five pounds when they left. And he said, what, uh, said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a few, uh, in a very little, have thou authority over ten. Uh, let me read it again. Mm-hmm. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, hath thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. So what I'm saying is, and then when we got down to the last one, he didn't do, he had took the one pound and hit it. Because he said, you're an austere fella, you know, I, I, was, I was afraid to deal with you. He made up all kinds of excuses. And he didn't do much. And God just said, I'll take it away from you and give you the one that's got the most. Mm-hmm. And so what, what it looks like is here, most of us, we're not trying to serve God, do much for God at all. So you don't deserve a whole lot, see. And God won't put you in the authority. Uh, you're not supposed to do all this for authority. You're supposed to be just doing it because you love God. Mm-hmm. And you're not trying to outfigure God. You understand that? Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there's going to be some... That's basically the same wing thing with the uh, judgment seat. Everybody, everybody don't get the same thing. Some of it's going to burn up in smoke. Save so as by fire. You ain't done nothing, you don't get nothing. Of course, some of us are doing a lot, and then we're bragging about what we're doing it when the Lord takes away from us. <laughs> and then some of them, you know, say, well, I'll just be glad to get there. I will. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to just I'm, get I'm, to I'm be, because let me tell you, what's going to happen to them rewards, you see? 
I've had all kinds of ideas about it, but I, it's hard to find exactly what everybody... I hear so many different things, and I'm still studying on that. But we will we be rewarded yep. for yeah. our deeds, whether it be good or bad. Right, anybody got a question or a com- um, comment? Want to add something we to it? We don't work to get to heaven. We work because, because we are going so. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to hear, well done. Amen. Yeah. Me Amen. too. Amen. I said that to myself this week. I said, I want to hear that. Well done, my child. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But it's amazing that people don't seem to worry about that. Well, didn't he say you've been faithful over a few things? You think I make you ruler over many? There it is. If you ain't been faithful over any of God's service, what are you going to do? Just sit there in a throne? (laughs) You don't have no authority? That's not here or there. I, I'm not going to answer that because I don't know the answer. But think this thing to think about, ain't it? Yeah. All right. I, I've enjoyed good lesson. I've enjoyed it. Now you made a comment about you. You're there, but you might just go up and dust. Well, what did you mean? I'm by getting that, that out of First Corinthians chapter three. Turn to First Corinthians chapter three. In First Corinthians chapter three. I didn't want to get into that too much because I'm fixing to preach on that, and I'm going to be. I don't. I, I don't like to give it out and then turn around. No. and Everybody thinks so. He said that yesterday. <laughs> he said that last week. But I used not to repeat the word of God if I'd already preached it. But I, I kind of learned effort that God changes His mind. Oh, change my mind. It's First Corinthians chapter three, verse eleven said, "For other foundation." Can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12. Okay. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. I've looked at that as the building uh, blocks and the building things that we have in our Christian life. We can build with wood, wood, hay, stubble. We can build with gold, silver, and precious stones. We got one foundation to build it on. It's on Christ. So, you put, and then he said, every man's work, in verse number 13, every man's work shall be made manifest, Mm -hmm. for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Mm -hmm. The word of God is fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Mm -hmm. So you put fire to gold, you put fire to silver, you put fire to uh, to precious stones, you put fire to wood, hay, and stubble. I've got your message. It all just hit me. I've got you. So what happens? What's what's gonna blow what, up? Gold will stay gold. It yes. may melt. It may change form. But my wood's just gonna flame up and be gone. And silver will still be silver. Gotcha. It may melt, but it won't. Yep. Okay. Stuff, precious stuff. But wood burns, and then next thing, uh, hey, straw, straw, and, yeah. and stubble. Okay. I mean, it goes. So at the that, end, yeah. it says, "If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward." Right. So you're not going to get rewarded nothing if you don't have nothing rewarded. Have nothing there, right? Then it said, "What well, ago?" He read it. Well, ago or saw it there in the verse I was talking about, how that would be, you know. Okay. It's amazing how open the Bible gets when, when you open it. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you for everything. Thank you, Amen. I've enjoyed it. Huh? It comes alive. It comes alive.